www.ccrm.ca. Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Seedmasters Nova Series 2. No clever message, just simple, no-nonsense precision. Learn more about the features at seedmaster.ca. And brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock, for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. We talk with the manager of the Saskatchewan Stock Growers about tomorrow's annual meeting being held online this year a program that covers southern Saskatchewan every three years to get rid of unwanted farm chemicals is being held at the end of this month. Real Agriculture looks at residue management in the field. We have an update on the Food Grains Bank. And we talk to the CEO of the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association, Ryder Lee. He joins us to discuss this fall's annual district meetings moving online because of the coronavirus. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Olympic Buildings. See them for ag buildings, riding arenas, hay barns and more. Build with confidence. Olympic-Buildings.ca And JGL Commodities, proudly serving Saskatchewan agribusinesses for over 40 years. Looking to market your grain? Call JGL Commodities today, 306-624-2378. COVID-19 has created some challenges for the annual meeting of the Saskatchewan Stock Growers Association. Manager Chad McPherson says the meeting will be held tomorrow afternoon over the Internet. Going virtual has created some challenges for us, but uh, the different it's mainly been about learning what uh, different technology platforms are out there to be able to enable to host an online meeting of this type. So it's just been a real learning experience for us, but we're optimistic that we can hold a, a level that a meeting that can compare to an in-person meeting. What are some of the highlights of the convention? Uh, just because it is virtual, we've really condensed the program down. So we were only having one guest speaker this year, which is uh, the Canadian Cattlemen's Association. So they'll be giving us an update on different trade issues and anything related to, related to the COVID crisis. So what are some of the uh, problems related to the COVID issue around the, the stock growers, the cattlemen? Uh, well, I think things are starting to, or have started to return to normal, but the uh, main things was the impact on the supply chain and, and the processors where the, it was the main direct impacts on the livestock industry. Uh, the, the markets right now are, are fairly stable, it's a little bit down from last year. So I don't think COVID has had too big of an impact on us as of late, but it was definitely, uh, there was some market pinch in, in the spring there. How are feed supplies looking right now? I think overall, most people have a, adequate feed supply for the winter. Um, the hay crop this year wasn't great. I would say it was average or below average in most areas of the province. But between the, the moisture early in the year, people got a decent uh, green feed crop. So overall, I think people are sitting better than they have in the last couple of years, but there's probably areas that have some shortages as well. What is the price outlook for cattle producers as calves come off pasture? Prices this year are, are slightly down from last year, but within reason the price has been reasonably strong but should be interesting the big volumes of cattle are just starting to move to town so we'll just really start to see what what the price actually works out for 
for most people. What's some of the resolutions to be discussed? We have three resolutions coming forward this year, two from our zone meetings. Uh, our zone meetings due to COVID were mainly cancelled, or just a couple of early ones. So we've got one on the continued access to strychnine and one on labeling of meat products. The labeling of plant-based products not to be able to use meat terminology in the promotion. And then we had one come in from the floor regarding the placement of snares and traps uh, from placement of snares and traps set back from livestock herds and yard sites. So I don't understand that. What, what, what does the resolution say? We've had some members having some issues with guard dogs and working dogs getting caught in, in snares. And the current regulations require their setback distances, and we're asking for the setback distances to be increased and to require it or permission for the placement of snares and traps by livestock herds. Currently, the, the regulations only speak to dwellings and corrals, not to the cattle being grazed out in pasture conditions in the winter. So there are producers worried about people setting snares to trap wild animals and they're catching the dogs in them. Exactly. Uh, people have quite a bit of money invested in their, their working with their guard dogs and working dogs and some are being lost and, and snares accidentally. And the resolution is looking to put more distance in there to protect uh, the animals and to increase permission safeguards to prevent that from happening going forward. How many producers do you hope to see involved with the virtual annual meeting? It's just going to be one afternoon, estimating it'll be about a two to two and a half hour long meeting. And we're currently uh, got just around 100 registrants. We weren't sure what to expect for our first virtual conference, but we're pleased to date with uh, having 100 people registered. We've got going virtual has allowed different producers and members to participate. They haven't participated in the past. and We've got registrants from across Canada. We've got people as far as east as Quebec tuning in, so it should be interesting. Chad McPherson is the manager of the Saskatchewan Stock Growers. The annual meeting runs tomorrow afternoon over the Internet. The registration deadline to receive the link was October 9th. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Selford Group. Call your Selford equipment dealer or visit selfordgroup.com. Unwanted farm chemicals are being collected at 20 sites across southern Saskatchewan late this month. The Western business manager for the nonprofit group Clean Farms, Shane Henderson, says there's no cost to farmers. He says farmers should contact their farm chemical retailer to determine the closest drop-off location for obsolete pesticide and livestock medications. So Clean Farms is a nonprofit industry stewardship organization, and essentially what that means is we run uh, collection and recycling programs for farmers all across the country. We're a national organization, uh, and it's industry-led, so all of the funding that we get comes from industry. Um, the reason why we run these programs, and the unwanted pesticide uh, and animal health medication program is one of the several programs that we operate, but the reason why we operate these programs is because Farmers, like everybody, they use different products on farm, different packages, and once those packages are empty or those products are no longer uh, used, they have to be managed some way. And uh, a, a lot of these uh, rural areas, they don't have curbside collection that you know a lot of folks have in the urban areas. Uh, so we provide that service. We set up collection sites, farmers. Uh, 
collect their materials on farm once they're finished with them they return them to the collection sites and then we manage the uh, the contractors who go to pick up that material and get them to their final uh, disposition wherever that may be whether it's a recycler or in this case for the obsolete uh, or unwanted pesticides and uh, livestock medications it's a safe disposal option and this fall you're focusing on southern saskatchewan how many sites and how does it all work that's right so Every three years in each region across the country, we operate this program. And uh, this year, in dur- during the week of October 26th to 30th, we've got 20 collection sites at various ag retailers uh, across the southern part of Saskatchewan. Collection runs on a specific day at each one, and uh, farmers are asked to... to combined between 9 a.m. and 4 p.m. on the date of the the collection to their agricultural retailer that's participating, safely load up all of their old and unwanted uh, pesticides and livestock medications. Our staff on site, we partner with a a contractor who will handle all of the material, pack it safely into bins. Uh, At the end of the day, it gets picked up and taken off to an incinerator that safely disposes of all of the the materials. Is any of it recycled at all? At the moment, uh, a lot of this stuff is very, very old. It can be up 20, 30 years old. Um, and, you know, the, the material itself cannot be recycled. If you think about some of the agricultural products that used to be used uh, years and years ago, a lot of it's not able to be used anymore. Um, so it, we make sure that it's, uh, it's safely disposed of through in high temperature incineration. So the cost of farmers? There's no cost to farmers. Actually, the, as I mentioned before, we're an industry stewardship organization, so the industry uh, pays the cost directly to clean farms. Now, the cost is incorporated into the, the cost of the product, so the farmer does pay at some point in time, generally when they purchase the product. So when they come to drop stuff off, there's absolutely zero charge to the farmer to participate. Um, they can bring back whatever they want as long as it fits the acceptable uh, criteria for, for the products that we accept. And looking at the locations in Saskatchewan, I see you go from uh, Whitewood, uh, Swift Current, South Davidson, Lumsden, Maple Creek, Moose Jaw. So pretty wide ranging. Yeah, we try to cover the entire southern part of the province geographically. You know, if it's not, if there's not a site uh, in your specific town or, or municipality, generally there's one within driving distance. So we really try to try to spread out the the collection sites as evenly as possible throughout that region just to make sure that every farmer has the opportunity to participate uh, at least once every every three years when the program comes to town. How does a farmer find out where in their community to take it? Yeah, best uh, best place is to uh, check with your local retailer. All retailers across the province would have received uh, notice of where the, the collections are taking place. Secondly, you can find everything you need at www.cleanfarms.ca. Just uh, look for the unwanted pesticide and animal health medication collection program and all of the, uh, the schedules and list of retailers are listed there. Uh, just uh, very quickly, what we will accept at, on the day of uh, collection are any old and unwanted agricultural pesticide, and that's got to have a pest control PCP number on the label and noted as a, an agricultural or commercial grade product. We will not accept uh, household products or domestic pesticides that can go back through the municipality through the uh, domestic collection. We'll take anything in terms of livestock medications, um, anything that's been used in the rearing of animals for an agricultural context or for equine medications. Again, no 
cats and dogs medication, no domestic uh, uh, animal medication. So anything that's commercial, if it's a pesticide, or if it's a livestock uh, medication, we can take that back. The unwanted farm chemicals can be dropped off at 20 locations in southern Saskatchewan from October 26th to 30th. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at canolaschool.com. Sean Haney here with realagriculture.com and Real Ag Radio on Rural Radio 147. Recently, I chatted with Peter Wheat-Pete-Johnson about the challenges and importance of residue management. Whether you're farming in Ontario, Quebec, or in Western Canada, anywhere, residue management is such a challenge and a problem. And in some of these areas where we've had pretty decent crops, it becomes ever more important here in the fall to deal with. Oh yeah, drives me nuts. Like we we wanted to plant a wheat plot, and we moved there on Friday to plant because they said that they it was a research farm. They gotten the soybeans out of the way, and I really wanted to get that trial in. And we moved there. Oh my gosh, the research combines do not spread the straw. We couldn't do it. We actually had to go in and do a whole bunch of of. This is this is like almost a four letter word to me, but the tillage, you know, oh, I, I tillage, argue, not tillage. Oh, no way! Oh. Come on, what? <laughs> yes, I said that word. I did say that word, but we had no choice because we were going to not get the wheat seed in the ground, and the only way we could get it in the ground was to go through with. We actually went through with an, a Salford RTS to cut up the residue get the soil a bit drier, mix it in, and get good seed-to-soil contact. And the other thing that, that we've talked about lots, that, oh, this the residue spread behind so many combines is horrible, simply horrible. And we all put up with it. We just put up with it. Even some some newer combines that, that I've kind of worked behind, and you, like, it's just awful. So... And so what do you do in, in the middle of Saskatchewan where you, you pretty much, you, you zero till everything, like everything is no till. What, what, what do you do then to, to better manage your residue, especially at this time of the year where we're getting a little bit more of a dew and it's not super dry anymore. So at the end of the day, there, there are some better straw choppers on combines out there. And I, I mean, the other thing that a guy in, in Saskatchewan maybe should look at is a stripper header, maybe a stripper header where you're only taking the grain off the, off the head and, and then the residue spreads easy because all you've got in the combine is the, is the chaff. You don't even have any straw. So all the straws where, where you left it, a little bit of a challenge maybe in terms of it's all standing up and it catch some snow, but how you, how you got the soil to dry out the next spring might be a bit of a challenge there. Haven't been down that road, but just, you know, kind of musing about what the negatives would be, but man, so there are, are there are people that do an excellent job of residue spread and 
those people, hats off to them. Some of the newer technology, I, I walked behind a, a new Lexian that was out there in the field, and man, it could it, he was cutting 40 feet, and the thing could spread 45. He was actually getting some residue into the next pass of soybeans. My neighbor, Eric Dietrich, has that John Deere combine. He seems to be able to get a, an excellent spread pattern on 45-foot draper head. He still seems to get that spread pattern. And then I look at a whole bunch of other neighbors and people through the countryside with anywhere from from my own combine with a 22-foot head to a you know 30 or 35-foot head, and none of us are doing a decent job. So it, it comes down to the combine. Planting starts at the combine, and when, when we're driving the combine, all we're worried about is getting the stupid crop out of the field before the rain starts, and we're not thinking about drilling the crop, the next wheat crop into it, or, or managing that so that we get maximum wheat yield. And I'll tell you, the number of wheat fields that I've driven past and growers that have, have commented to me, that the wheat just looks like it comes up patchy. And come on, like how many times do we have to talk about uniformity from this perspective? It's just, it's hardcore harsh, Sean. At the end of the day, we, we have to start realizing Planting starts the combine. We have to do a better job there. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. Um. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan, Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather for today, partly cloudy sky, wind west 30, gusting to 50. The high 12 degrees today, 30% chance of showers overnight, the low plus 1. Wednesday, cloudy, clearing in the afternoon, wind northwest 30, gusting to 50. The high plus 5, tomorrow the low minus 7. Thursday, sunny, the high plus 5, the low minus 6. Friday, periods of rain, the high 6 degrees. Friday night, periods of rain or snow, the low minus 8. Saturday, partly cloudy, the high 0, the low minus 6. Sunday, partly cloudy, the high minus 1, the low minus 8. Monday, partly cloudy, the high plus 1. Normal high for this date, 11 degrees, the normal low minus 2. The sun rose at 718 this morning. It sets at 611 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is Estevan at 10 degrees in Saskatchewan. The cold spot, way north, Uranium City, minus 3. Estevan once again, 10. Saskatoon, 7. Swift Current, 8. Weyburn is 9. And Yorkton, 8 degrees. In Regina, with sunny skies, it's 8. That's 46 Fahrenheit. Windsor from the west, 41, gusting to 54. Humidity, 46%. The barometer dropping, 101.3. Sunny and Moose Jaw, 10 degrees. Winds are from the west at 35, gusting to 46. Once again, Regina, sunny and 8, that's 46 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director, Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com. And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best.
The Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association fall district meetings are moving online because of COVID-19. The 11 district meetings were due to start next week. This fall, there are two events. On Tuesday, that's next Tuesday, October 20th, there will be an election for a board representative in District 7. Ryder Lee is the CEO of the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association. Jim, last week the board met and, and made the decision to to forego having those in-person meetings in, in our 11 districts. So what's happening then? Uh, you've got some other plans, though. I understand there's an election in District 7? Yeah, there is. So so in District 7, so uh, around Crawford there, that west side of the province, um, there is an election, and we're going to go ahead with that, but it'll be just the election that evening. So we're going to open open up the polls at 4.30 and, and we'll have some speeches from the, the candidates at 5 and then again at 7. So uh, people can, can hear from them. We can kind of space things out and, and get that done. And then the rest of everything we'll take, we'll take care of with an online presentation. We'll just have kind of one big meeting, you'd call it, um, on October the 28th at 1 in the afternoon and, and the online details and all that login will get out soon to people. So you've got a big online event. What, again, will be some of the big issues? Uh, uh, feed supply, I assume, and prices and COVID-19? Yeah, well, I mean, the, the discussion we have will probably go can go in all kinds of directions. But, you know, the big part for us is telling people what SCA has been up to and and plans to do and and i really look at it as an at it as an accountability exercise so anybody who wants to know where their check is going toward what some of the positive things we've been able to do what we've had to adapt to because of covid uh, we'll we'll roll that out there and, and give people a chance to give some feedback as well and you've set your annual general meeting for february 1st at one o'clock and again virtually yes it is you know it's just so hard to to plan ahead the whole saskatchewan beef industry conference will be virtual the week before so we're putting together a good speaker uh rotation for that over spread over a couple of days and and give some people some content that way but then there's also you know the the business part of of an organization you know approving an auditor and and any motions that that producers want to bring forward toward the board will be handled at that february 1st meeting so we used to do that in these district meetings you know you'd bring a motion forward and and then that would go toward that annual meeting now because it's virtual you know people can can just bring it straight to that floor on February 1st. The district election in Crawford on October 20th sees candidates William Coventry and Jolene Shea running to replace longtime board member Paula Larson. Yes. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And the REMAX Ground Realty Ag Team of Marcel DeCorby and Graham Toth. Online at landforsalesask.ca. 
it seems appropriate to check in on Canadian Food Grains Bank activities on the day following Thanksgiving. The Canadian Food Grains Bank is a partnership of 15 Canadian churches and church-based agencies working to end global hunger. Every year, farmers and other volunteers organize growing projects. Labor and inputs are donated and proceeds from the crops go to the Food Grains Bank and its activities in 35 countries. Rick Block is the Saskatchewan representative for the Food Grains Bank. He says of the 33 growing projects, only two remain to be harvested. One up in the good soil area uh, where they've got an oat crop and then also the Hudson Bay Rotary Food Grains Project. Um, where it's their 20th year and they've got faba beans that'll be taken off uh, later this month. Block is pleased with the results from the 31 completed projects. Things looked almost bumper cropish probably in about mid-July, kind of towards the end of the July, but uh, some of the really uh, extreme heat that we got probably pushed it down a little bit, but overall very satisfied with, with yields. And then also the fact that uh, grain is all coming off dry and that just really lessens kind of the load. The earlier harvest definitely boosted the mood of volunteers. It's been a great uh, fall to be able to kind of meet together in the field and we can, you know, it's not difficult to be uh, physically distant. Uh, we can visit. There's been a real spirit of uh, kind of enjoyment of working together and uh, seeing the food grains field come off especially when, you know, your own crops there isn't kind of that worry of uh, how to get your own crops off. The grain is sold and proceeds are more than matched by the federal government. Not just a one-to-one match, but in fact it's a match up to four-to-one. And this usually runs either uh, at a three-to-one match for a lot of the ongoing training, tools and seeds that would be purchased for farm families in in international settings. And then also a four-to-one match, which is really the bulk of our work, which is around um, our work to provide emergency uh, food assistance for families. Block says assistance continues to be needed for Syrian refugees in Lebanon and Jordan. Other countries in conflict receiving help include Venezuela, Yemen, and South Sudan. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall is Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And brought to you by Nelson GM, Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. Grain prices at Viterra were showing downward movement this morning. Canola fell 520 at 478.67. Number one red spring wheat dropped one cent at 226.63. The rest were unchanged. Durham, 279.25. Feed barley, 199.70. Flax, 602.74. Lentils, $607.50. Oats, 190.53. Yellow peas, 278.89. And feed wheat, 183.72. Minneapolis spring wheat December futures rose three and a quarter cents at five forty six a bushel. It's the livestock reports on the source six twenty CKRM. 
The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. Now the latest Livestock Quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of October 13th. Our last regular sale was on September 30th. D1 and D2 cows sold from 73 cents to 85 cents. D3 cows sold from 63 cents to 73 cents. Counter cows sold from 53 cents to 63 cents. And good butcher bulls sold from $1.05 to $1.20. We had a pre-sorted calf and yearling sale here on October 5th. 400 to 450 pound steers averaged $2.33 and sold up to $2.48. 450 to 500 pound steers averaged $2.23 and sold up to $2.48. 500 to 550 pound steers averaged $2.17 and sold up to $2.29. 550 to 600 pound steers averaged $2.09 and sold up to $2.19. 600 to 650 pound steers averaged $2.05 and sold up to $2.13. 650 to 700 pound steers averaged $2.01 and sold up to $2.09. 700 to 800 pound steers averaged $2 and sold up to $2.05. And 800 to 900 pound steers averaged $1.94 and sold up to $2.04. Heifers were about 25 to 35 cents back from the Sears. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets cattle and the prices too. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 5,000 hogs Friday, selling a range of 181 to 212 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 10,300 head, selling a range of 180 to 212 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is mixed and four contract prices open mixed this morning. On Friday, the Canadian dollar was up 49 basis points with the daily exchange rate at 1.3136. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 76.17 cents US. Tomorrow, the October 2020 Lean Hog Futures contract expires. And as market participants know, the futures must meet the CME Lean Hog Index at expiration. Sometimes one of either cash or futures will move to meet the other approaching expiration. And there's no way to know which market will do the moving. Coming up, the resource report brought to you by iMetals Group. Investing in precious metals will diversify your investment portfolio. Learn more at iMetalsGroup.com. Um. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. And now the Resource Report with Alan Sexton of the iMetals Group. This is Alan Sexton with iMetals Group. You're giving you your commodities report today. We've got the Dow Jones down 125 at 28,712. The Nasdaq's down a point, 11,874. Oil's at $40.03. And the Canadian dollar to the U.S. dollar is at 131.43. Gold's at 19, let me get the last spell. I'm sorry, 18, $1,888. And silver, which is our number one talker, is actually at 24.47. The low is 24.06. The high is 25.12. That's almost a dollar move up and down today. I talked last week about volume and what that means to the market. When I say volume, traders talk about how much volume buyers and sellers are doing. Every time we see this much volume in the market, I'm sorry, not every time, but the last 15 years, we see a 2 to $3 move continuously for the next week. We've already saw $1.26 in the last week. What does that mean to you as an investor? For every $5,000, you put in the London Metals Exchange, that controls 1,000 ounces of silver. 
Every dollar move up or down is $1,000 profit or loss. So on a two or $3 move, that's approximately two to $3,000 profit on just a $5,000 investment. Now here at iMetals Group, we're offering out what we call the metals report. It'll explain to you everything you need to know about how this market works, who, who we work with, how we work with the market, where your money goes, how you're protected, what are the risks involved. So please give us a call, toll free, no obligation. It's 1-800-976-1877. Again, there's no obligation. Now the current report will have up to date of the news of what's going on in silver today, including of course the virus, what's going around, how it affects the elections out of the United States and so on. The toll free number is one 800 976-1877. This is Alan Sexton with your iMetals Group report today. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM.